I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. I'm Femi Abebefe, hanging out here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. My guy James Salinas is out there in Colorado. James, hope the Saturday evening betting experience was much better than what we had Friday evening as we both got the Rangers to come home for us, baby. Let's go. Yeah, that was a nice one. It wasn't the uh, eight-unit play that I had dumped and kept chasing on Friday night with that, uh, the with the Boston Celtics. But yeah, it was good to see the Rangers, especially get on, get ahead, and they got ahead early and often in that game. So mm-hmm. kind of was not. I'm not going to call it a rocking chair winner that we had, but at least we didn't have. We got ahead. Always good to have the lead for one, and then especially in hockey. And then we just saw it. We saw the energy return for the Rangers there at Madison Square Garden, and we were expecting that to happen. Happen, especially as poorly as they played in game five at Carolina. So it's a different team with the Rangers at home. And honestly, it's a really different team with the Carolina Hurricanes on the road. But in this case here with game seven coming up tomorrow, that will be back in Carolina to their favor. Yeah, we're going to have the 
energy here on the show over the next three hours. We're bringing it like it's Game 7 every single day here. But over the next three hours, make sure to tweet at us, at Live on Twitter, at Rounding Again is where you can find James, at Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. Coming up, Haley Sutton, NBC6 Miami sports anchor reporter, will join us to talk all things Game 7 between the Heat and the Celtics. There will be a Game 7, like we mentioned, between the Rangers and Hurricanes. We'll recap New York's Game 6 victory in about 15 minutes and also look ahead to tomorrow night's game number seven. Also a full slate in the MLB on this Memorial Day weekend. A little would you rather in the NFL with the quarterbacks, Kyler or Lamar, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, and the one that everybody always debates, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Also, the Formula One Monaco Grand Prix going on right now. We'll keep our eyes on that one. Looks like Sergio Perez might be able to take this title here. But first, James, let's talk Game 7 on South Beach here between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Excuse me, I'm getting choked up here because one of these teams is going to have to go home. But uh, Boston right now, two-and-a-half point favorites over at BetMGM. The total sitting at 196-and-a-half. We've now had a day to sleep on it, James. Do you have a better feel for what might happen later this evening? I just, I still feel like and it's interesting that that total now is ticking back up. Yeah, you're right. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it, as you mentioned, 196 and a half. It was 195 as it closed, or as we closed our program yesterday and haven't looked at it again. So I think thinking about this part again, it's just such a challenge because we know everybody's, there's so many injuries and guys are going to be out there. They're going to gut it out and they're going to play. This is, a, you're going to the finals. This is what you worked hard for. Well, I guess for the majority of the season, although we load, load management really plays a factor during the regular season in the NBA. I don't know. I'm not a big numbers guy when it comes to to most sports, and in particular with basketball. When it thinking about regular season and how those how those numbers translate to the postseason, and now you're in a game seven to go to the finals. I think whatever those numbers might have been, I don't know what they were in the first place. And fortunately for me, it doesn't matter because it's game seven. Everything's going to be on the line today. And I think for the Miami Heat side, we've saw it with Jimmy Butler. It's it's you know he was able to find his legs. Did not have any legs in game five at home in that loss. Couple, uh, what was it? Game three, I think it was, where he had to step out and tap out. He just couldn't go in that second half, but found it again. But can he do that again in 48 hours? Another travel back on the plane again. Sometimes, and when you're having you're having issues and you're having swelling in your feet or your legs, any kind of anywhere within your body, you get on the plane, you get up 35,000 feet. That kind of exacerbates that. And so, can he bounce back? Is he going to have the same lift in his legs that he had just 48 hours prior, where he was getting up and above? Top, top of his top of his leap, top of his jump, getting up and extending, finding the basket and being able to put the ball through the hole. Not going to see that same performance to that extent of 47 points like we did on Friday night. Sensational game out of Jimmy Butler. But who's going to step up in addition to Butler? They're going to need another quality game out of Jimmy Butler for sure at home for the Miami Heat. But who's going to step up? Is Tyler Hero going to be back for this game? He's missed the last three games with a groin injury. We know there's a few other injuries on that Miami Heat team as well. And then we flip to the other side, Femi, and everybody's going to gut it out for the Boston Celtics. We know Robert Williams has been in and out of the lineup with his surgery. He had surgery on his meniscus back towards the latter part of the season, came back late in that series against the Nets and working his way through. But those things swell up, too. They're all going to gut it out today, but I think it's going to have to be on the Boston, or on the Boston Celtics side. It's going to have to be Tatum. Tatum was mm-hmm. a complete no-show in that second half, in particular that fourth quarter, only took one shot attempt 
in that fourth quarter. That was winning time. And you, I think about this team from uh, – it's amazing that it's been four years. I feel like this is such a young team with the Boston Celtics, but four of these starters were on that team back in 2018 where they had a 3-2 series lead against the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James to get to the NBA Finals. They lost those two games, and that final game was in Boston, game seven. Couldn't close it out, couldn't score, got totally dominated in that second half. Brown, Tatum, Smart, and Horford were all part of that team four years ago. Now you think, well, they can learn from that experience, and how will that apply today? Well, if they really learned from that experience, Femi, they wouldn't have ha- we wouldn't be playing game seven. They wouldn't yeah. have let that slip away playing at home in game six. So I don't even know if I can count that. Maybe more so the pressure because they've been there and not done it in the past where they had a three- Two series lead, blowing that game seven at home. In this case, they blew it at home in game six, not bringing the same intensity that we saw out of the Miami Heat in that first half in game six. I don't know. Maybe that's more in their head than anything else. I don't know if that's an experience that I want to handicap to say, yeah, I'm going to rely on that experience from four years ago and it applies today. If anything, it's a detriment to the Boston Celtics tonight. This series has just been so unpredictable. I mean, entering this series before it even started, everyone said Boston's the better team. Then game one happens where Miami cruises to victory there and probably because they had a rest advantage after the Celtics had to go seven games with Milwaukee. But then after game one, everyone's like, okay, well, maybe Miami's a team. And then Boston wins game two. Then everyone goes back to saying Boston's better than the Heat win game three. In Boston, which not a lot of people expected, game five happens where it's 2-2. Boston then wins that game. And everyone says the Heat are Hooked, they win game six. So it almost feels like this series, it, it hasn't made up its mind of who wants to be the better team here. I think Boston is the better team. That's what the market is indicating to us here, that Boston is the better team. I mean, they closed eight and a half at home in game six. Now they're here in a game seven. There's some shops, James, that have Celtics by three. Right now here in town, the Westgate and Caesars and DraftKings all have Boston favored by three. So clearly this is probably going to tick up right now. BetMGM still at two and a half. But with Boston seen as the better team, it almost feels like if you want Miami, you might be able to wait and get a little bit better of a number later this evening as more of that money with the Celtics continues to pour in. And that's the way I'm leaning right now is with the Miami Heat at home. But it's just it's so hard. And you you mentioned just the – the how difficult this series has been to handicap and it's because of all the injuries and guys even being out there but clearly not at 100% we talked about Butler going down and not being able to finish out game three out there in Boston having to tap out of halftime uh, but Robert Williams in and out and then guys getting hurt during a, a We've seen Jalen Jalen Brown tweak his ankle. Same thing with Smart's been dealing with injuries throughout the playoffs. And the other thing, too, here with the Celtics is that this is going to be their second straight seven-game series. They just finished up with a really grueling physical series with the Milwaukee Bucks. Now you're at it again with the Miami Heat. Definitely different type of style of play from Miami as opposed to Milwaukee. But, you know, I, I still reference back to that to the 2018, four years ago against LeBron James and Mm -hmm. that team. And yes, those players are much younger then and and learning process for them, but really still just disappointed with the, the lack of focus and effort in that first half against the Heat in game six. Heat obviously played like their season was on the line, and the Celtics just didn't take what they had learned. You would hope there was lessons learned losing that 3-2 series lead back in, uh, back to Cleveland back in 2018, but didn't apply to game six. How does that apply to game seven? 
Yeah, I think I think probably more so what I'll what I'll be looking to do is I was, I was digging into the prop market a little bit, so we'll have oh, plenty yeah. of time to dig through player props. But I was digging into some of the player prop market and kind of correlating that with how I think this game will go. Now I think early in the game, guys will have the adrenaline, and and that'll help you. That'll help push you through, especially with all the lower body injuries that are going on, legs with, with ankles and knees and hamstrings, you name it. That'll kind of get you through it because there's going to be plenty of adrenaline. You're just coming through your warm-ups line. The sweat is going. Guys are going. But then eventually they're going to calm down from that. There'll be that that trying to find that second win, and maybe there's going to be some shots getting knocked down early in this game just because the legs feel good, because you're bouncing you're bouncing so high off that adrenaline, but eventually you're going to come down from that, and maybe that's where the shot selections start to get tighter, not making and not getting that lift on your J like you had early in that game. So maybe some baskets made early, and that live total starts to tick up because definitely not looking to play the over in this game. I think as this game gets tighter, and hopefully you have a close game, Femi. We haven't seen that for yeah. very many games, regardless of this series or any series throughout the NBA playoffs. Really, it hasn't been very eventful from that standpoint. But uh, I, I think here maybe that's a better angle is to get involved with that total that I'll be looking to play under. Maybe we get some points early in this game, like I said, because of the mm -hmm. adrenaline, and then some buyback with a better line to that favor playing the under uh, as the game goes through that first quarter. Yeah, you mentioned everybody's going to be trying to gut it out here since it is a do-or-die Game 7 here. Eric Spolstra spoke with the media earlier this morning in Miami. He said that Tyler Hero is questionable. He's going to be a game-time decision with that groin injury. Even if he plays, he's probably not going to be anywhere close okay. to 100%. You mentioned that you're looking at some player props based on how this game might go here. I'm looking at Jimmy Butler's prop over at BetMGM right now. It's 27.5 with the juice on the over, minus 125. Uh, minus 105 if you want to go under. What do you think about Butler's prop there, 27 and a half points? Here's the last key. Butler going to try to need to get to the free throw line. Very aggressive getting to the basket, getting that mid-range game going. Uh, his game is not shooting from deep from the perimeter. It's to try to beat you off the dribble and get to the rim uh, and higher percentage shots. We look at who's refereeing this game tonight. Lead official is Scott Foster, everybody's oh. <laughs> friendly favorite Scott Foster of all the games. How the hell does he get this game tonight as Scott Foster? We know he loves to be we know he loves to be he loves the spotlight. And this game is not about you today, Scott Foster. It's about these two teams trying to get to the oh finals. Hopefully God. that's not involved. But that could be something where whistles are blowing blown early and we see a lot of free throws. Hopefully not, but something to factor in as we go through this program too. Who's officiating this game tonight? That, that just disgusted me. Scott Foster. Can we get a prop up of how many camera shots of Scott Foster will have tonight? Coming up next, we'll it. talk NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. There will be a Game 7 Rangers-Hurricanes tomorrow night. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll also have lots of NFL preseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st, so sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in Colorado. James, did you bet on any of the uh, Formula One? We had Mikhail Miranda on yesterday to help us preview it. Did you bet on any? Did you sprinkle anything on there? Because Sergio Perez was the one that takes home the title. It wasn't Charles Leclerc there who had first position. Um, I don't know if you were tracking this this morning, but there was a little bit of a uh, weather delay with the rain on the track. We talked about the weather impacting the race, and yeah. here you go. Somebody from the back ends up winning the thing. 
Yeah, no, I did not play anything with the, with the Formula Run race today, although Mikhail did talk about that, the impact that the rain might have and how that might factor into the handicap. But no plays for me. Did you get involved, Femi? I did not get involved. Uh, I woke up this morning. I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> this race has started. Yeah. So I can't bet this because <laughs> I've seen all the stuff about the rain. I was like, oh, wow, like, maybe let me fire on like an underdog or something like that, throw a little money on Lewis Hamilton or somebody, whoever. But, uh, yeah, I, did, uh, I was snoozing, I guess, asleep at the wheel and uh, missed out on that. But Sergio Perez there, we talked about him, I believe, for uh, position, I think, when Kale gave out there, and he ends up winning the race. So uh, congrats to uh, Sergio Perez and the Red Bull team for taking that one home. Uh, but let's take a look at the ice here, where we both did cash last night, James, with the New York Rangers defeating the Carolina Hurricanes 5-2, to two, forcing a Game 7 back in Raleigh tomorrow night there, who will decide the winner will then take on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. But we started off fast here, and that was the thing that really jumped out to me from watching this game. The Rangers started out fast, the crowd really got into it, and it was just all systems go from there. And it's been the story of the playoffs so far for the Carolina Hurricanes going on the road as opposed to when they've been playing at home. And that's that was really part of the handicap going into that matchup last night, how well the Rangers have played at home for one, but how poorly, conversely, the Hurricanes have been throughout the postseason on the road. They were 0-5 going into that game against the Rangers, now make it 0-6. And through those six games, those six losses throughout the, the course of the postseason for Carolina, just 10 goals scored total that's been the issue they haven't been able to score on the power play they had a lot of penalties last night too so really put them in a hole uh, against the rangers and just a different energy for new york at home and it's a great environment there in madison square garden whether it's when the knicks were playing well whatever the venue well whatever the sport might be but you get involved with the rangers there and they were all about that action last night so yeah it was going to be a bounce back spot considering the rangers just kind of looked a little tired and you, you look at it for the the duration of the playoffs for the rangers now going into a another game seven in this matchup they just got off a grueling series against the Pittsburgh Penguins that went seven games and the first game of the entire series went actually six periods so you know you're, you're going to have some places where you're just physically flat and now I don't think here come game seven tomorrow night for either of these teams anybody's going to be flat from a, an emotional standpoint but again physically it can take some toll on you uh, with your legs so going to have to be maybe a little shorter and some of their some of their shifts uh, just uh, outside of the adrenaline that gets pumping early in these games but right now that just I'm thinking about where Carolina stands and the the pressure that's on them as mm -hmm. the favorite in this spot here uh, I'm not going to get involved with that game tomorrow night I've got a different plan of attack of what I'm going to do with the with the conference finals collectively both the east and the west this game is I'm, – I'm glad it's going seven because part of where I'm going with my bet for the conference finals is these teams, both these teams, and in particular for the Rangers, the extent of the playoffs that have gone for both these guys. It's been a grind of a series for sure. Yeah. Uh, so here's another grind for the next 60 minutes, potentially more. Yeah, no, it's interesting when you turn this ahead to game seven now because home ice has been the dictator through the first six games of this series. And when I look at it, it's probably safe to say that the Rangers have the better goalie. Is that correct there with Igor Shosturkin there? Probably the better goalie in this series. How do you think that factors into a game seven here, even though they haven't been able to win in Carolina? But whenever you have the better goalie, it feels like you have a really good chance to pull off an upset. 
Yeah, especially when they've been playing at home, right? That's where the Rangers have been really resilient. Five and one so far at home and three and oh in those elimination games, but not gonna have the benefit of playing at home. So they're gonna have to they're gonna have to take that, you know, the whole cliche us against the world mentality kind of thing. Can't feed off the home crowd like they have been so far this postseason for the Rangers. Uh, but as far as the goalie is concerned, I think the biggest piece is going to be, yes, we've, we, you know, the, the Hurricanes have really struggled on the power play throughout this series, mm-hmm. but they're going to have to keep themselves out of the box, too. So going to have to play, ha- have some discipline. Both, side, both teams are going to have to play with some discipline. Yeah, you want to be physical, and there's so much on the line to, to advance into the – advance through the playoffs here in the Eastern Conference, but you got to be smart. And some of these penalties, some of these dumb penalties that I think, especially last night, a couple really silly penalties by the Hurricanes, just again, continue to put them uh, put them behind and put them in the hole. So teams are going to have to be very disciplined. So the, the effort, the energy, the physicality is going to be there, but you got to be smart too. And then I think there's this momentum here with the Rangers. And uh, like I said, I'm not going to, I'm not playing this game tomorrow night. I'm completely staying away from it. I won't even get involved in game. I'm going to let these guys grind it out because I'm gonna. I've already made a play for it's kind of a, a split play between the East and the Western Conference and who's gonna get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Mm-hmm. And so the longer that game goes, the more grinding that happens. The only benefits of my play because I'm hoping whichever team comes out alive from this is gonna really. What, what are they gonna have left to end up in that Eastern Conference? I mean, now you got to go face the two-time defending champion. Tampa Bay Lightning, who've been kicking it for the last week, licking their wounds and getting healthy and, and ready to go, that's going to be a tough matchup, whoever wins that game comes come Monday night. Well, what's your play for the, uh, the Western uh, and Eastern Conference Finals? So I was looking at, because I'm going to get involved with the, I wanted to get involved and was looking at the series price for the Edmonton Oilers here. I just feel like this is mm-hmm. this. The series price is a little long. The Avs are minus 250, and the Oilers are getting back $2. Ooh. But looking looking at the other side, though, and look at this, so there's a, diff- a couple different ways you can look at this. I just think from the East, whether it's her, the whether it's the Hurricanes or the Rangers that that get out of that series, I mean, how much is going to be left? And now you're going to have to go play. It's one thing to, to go in and, and be f- battle fatigued going into the Eastern Conference Finals, but now you're going to play a team like Tampa. And this Tampa team is kind of going through the motions throughout the regular season, but they they got kind of woken up. They had a wake up call against uh, the the Maple Leafs in that first series, that first round series. Going seven games, had to win the last two games, closing out that series in Toronto on the road. Then go and sweep. Like they're, they're refocused. This team is refocused. It's we know it's hard to repeat in any sport, let alone three-peat. But now you're gonna get a team like Tampa Vasilevsky again, back between the pipes, as good as anybody out there and the and, and talk about championship medal of this team. I'm looking at instead of taking the two hundred with the Oilers to upset the abs in the Western Conference, there's a price out there of which two teams will meet in the Stanley Cup Finals, and it's the Lightning versus the Oilers. That's plus 400. I just okay. don't see how either the Rangers and or the Carolina Hurricanes can get past whoever wins. I don't know how they get past Tampa Bay. I mean, this is a, yeah. that championship team there we talked about. So I'm going to get an ed- an additional $2. I like the Oilers to to overtake the Avs in that series to get to the fu- to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. So instead of taking the 200, I really like the Lightning to be able to advance. So plus 400, that's as good a price that I've been able to find. Yeah, and I think that's a really creative way to kind of 
just attack these markets here because Tampa Bay is likely going to be the series favorite in this next round right. here coming up since they're the two-time defending cup champions. And also now you're getting a little bit more money on that Oilers to upset Colorado. So I like what you've done there with Tampa Bay and, and, and the Oilers meeting up in the Stanley Cup playoffs at 4-1 to one here. Let's talk about that series though briefly here real quick while we have a little bit of time. This Oilers and Avalanche series. We talked about it yesterday. Nobody wants to bet against Connor McDavid. I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else's money either. Um, how do you think this series plays out? Do you think this is going to be another one of those long, drawn-out series, six, seven games? Or do the Oilers once again dispose of a team in quick fashion like they did with Calgary in the second round? Yeah, I don't know if it'll be quite that quick here. The the, the hard part for me with the Oilers, and, and that's why they're part of the plus price here, is because, yes, the Avs have plenty of talent and they have the ability to score. These are two top-scoring teams in the playoffs thus far uh, to make it to this to this round. But uh, yeah, goalie goalie Mike Smith for the Oilers. That's always pause for concern. We saw that the other night. But <laughs> I think it's from the other blue line that he gave one up. I think he kind of lost it in the in the jerseys. But um, uh, that I think in spite of the goaltending for the Oilers, I just think there's so much firepower and so much quickness. And the Avs kind of want to play that open eye style too. But there, I just don't really. There's just not that physicality from the Colorado Avalanche. We saw that. We know Calgary's a very physical team, and the Oilers were able to fight and play through that. Now you're going to get wide open ice here. That's why I, I at plus $2 for the series, and then the series bet that I'm talking between that and Tampa at plus $4, it's just for me, it's just the price. So partly the teams, but also the price. I'm betting Titan team, but mostly looking at betting the number here at plus $4. It wouldn't shock me if we saw the total of seven pop up at some oh, yeah. point during this series because yeah. these two teams really like that wide open ice like you mentioned there. Uh, should be a fun entertaining series though for the betting public and for the just novice viewer in general here. On the other side we preview game 7 Heat Celtics with NBC 6's Haley Sutton next. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. So check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe hanging out here at the VEASAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And James, we've been talking Heat Celtics here a little bit, so we might as well bring in a guest to help us talk it even further here. And we're bringing in NBC6 from Miami, the sports anchor reporter out there, Haley Sutton, to talk all things game number seven. Haley, hope all is well. We appreciate you joining us this morning or early afternoon as it is there on South Beach. But want to start off here because we were all surprised by the result of what happened <laughs> Friday night. A lot of people expected Boston to punch their ticket to the NBA Finals. Is everyone in Miami surprised that we have a game seven tonight? Not at all, guys. And my favorite thing about covering this Miami Heat team so far is being a part of that underdog mentality. Because when you look at this roster up and down for the Miami Heat, this is a team full of dogs. And they thrive on people counting them out. And I think that that Game 6 was a perfect example of that. Every national media outlet was saying, Boston in 6, this series is over and Unfortunately for those other teams, when Miami hears that kind of stuff, it 
turns him up another level. And you saw that uh, just from Jimmy Butler's perspective, the performance that he had had in that game six. So South Florida bands were not surprised by that support that by that performance in the slightest. <laughs> Alien, I think for us as sports bettors, we've seen this, a lot of injuries on both teams and guys gutting it out. Clearly, I don't know if anybody's 100% on either side going into this matchup. And then you you see Jimmy Butler and the game that he had the other night on Friday night, game six, sensational performance out of Butler. And he is a dog and he's a competitor when he's got his legs under him. Now it's a quick turnaround, 48 hours later. Don't suspect we're going to see that same type of performance out of Butler back-to-back games. But who is going to be the, who who else is going to to be able to step up. I'm, I'm curious about your perspective, in particular with Bam Adebayo. And we know he's got a lot to do on the defensive side, rim protection, getting out on ball screens, etc. But what about the offensive side for Bam? He's had one big game through the series. Robert Williams was out for that matchup. But I'm wondering, not only from Bam Adebayo's perspective offensively, but who are some of the other dogs for the Heat that are going to help Butler on the offensive side of the floor? Well, look, again, I've only been here for a short time, but there is something that we can expect every week. I just talked about it last night in our show is that we can expect these big performances from Jimmy Butler. He showed it time and time again that no matter what, he's going to do what it takes to put this team on his back. So uh, I think we expect another big performance for Jimmy. I don't want to glaze over that. But uh, from Bam's perspective, look, I think people get it twisted when it comes to Bam being the big man on this roster and really what Heat basketball is all about. This Heat team in particular this season has created this heat culture where it's not just one person getting all of the accolades or it's just not one person doing the, doing the work. So maybe Bam's offensive performance hasn't been there per se, but the reason why Jimmy Butler is able to get these looks, the reason why guys like Kyle Lowry and Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, a guy who nobody knew who Gabe Vincent was a few weeks ago, right? These are the guys who were stepping up because of the way Bam is playing off the ball, the way he's screening, the way he's making space for these guys to make moves. So while he's maybe not putting points on the board per se, he's still an integral part of this team. He's a big body. He's a big presence. Um, and so I think without him on the floor, these guys aren't as successful as, as they would be without him on the floor. And then I think when you look at some of the other supporting cast, just a few of those guys I've already mentioned before, Kyle Lowry, again, not a big scorer right now. He's still battling with that hamstring injury. Uh, but still commanding the floor, passing the ball, getting shots open for guys like Max Struess to step up and hit the big three balls. So um, I think what you're going to see in this game, it's a physical game. You mentioned it. There's a lot of injuries up and down this roster. We could go on and on and on about who's hurt and who's not. But at the end of the day, the message that this Heat team wants to send is that Heat culture is everybody getting a chance to show why this team is good. And so I think that that's what makes this team a little bit special. I think, you know, yeah, it, it would be nice to see Bam have another double-digit performance the way he did through that final stretch of the regular season. But I don't think you're concerned if he's not putting points on the board. But we're speaking with Haley Sutton here, NBC6 Miami Sports Anchor reporter, talking all things Heat Celtics Game 7, tipping off tonight, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, Haley, you mentioned Kyle Lowry, and he's an interesting guy to me because the video before Game 6 of the team getting off of the bus, and he's looking like he's limping around, has a little bit of a hitch in his giddy-up, but then puts in 18 points in Game 6 with 14 shot attempts. His player prop right now at BetMGM is 11.5 right now. Do you think Lowry will be once again getting up more of those shots here or was that just kind of a one-off because they were on the road and they needed a big performance maybe at home some of the other role players can now chip in here in the comforts of their own home I think 
that video honestly defined what this Heat team has been all season. Just broken and bruised and just trying to figure out a way to make it to the game. But as soon as they hit the floor, that switch hits and they're able to just come together and play really good basketball. I wish I had like that same mentality. Like when I'm sick, I just want to lay in bed all day. So kudos to them (laughs) for being able to get up and power through that. Um, But I think with Kyle, what makes him so special is he kind of has that BAM effect as well. When, you know, maybe sometimes I think the game he came back from that hamstring injury, he didn't have any points. I I think he went two games with maybe like three points total, but it's his ability to play quarterback. That's what they refer to him as. He is the quarterback of this Miami Heat team. His ability to command the floor, to set up shots. I mean, the one that comes to my mind initially is, uh, I believe it was in game four um, in Boston, and they were battling back and forth. It came down to like the fourth quarter. They run an inbound play where Kyle Lowry the whole time is watching Max Struess in the corner, and Struess comes around. They set up the play. Kyle hits a no-look pass to Struess, and he drains the three. And it's, it's that kind of effect that Lowry has on this team. Because when you have a guy like Jimmy Butler who, you know, his teammates are telling him before game six, we need you to drop 50, and he goes out and drops 47, that's your score, right? That's the guy you can rely on to get the ball in his hands, and he's going to put the ball in the hoop. But you also need guys who are going to be able to command the floor to, to set that kind of stuff up and to help other guys be successful. And I think – A lot of times stats get lost because we look at who scores the most points, who has the most rebounds. But I think for this Heat team, a really key stat is assist. It's who's setting up these guys to be successful. And that, I think, is Kyle Lowry's role on this team. Haley, somebody who usually typically sets the fills up that box score on the Boston Celtics side is Jason Tatum. Now, he filled it up on game six. He had 30 points in that game, but he also had seven turnovers. He's had over 30 turnovers collectively through these first six games. And in that fourth quarter, only one shot attempt from Jason Tatum. Talk about what Miami has done, not only in game six, but also through the course of this series, the amount of turnovers, the struggles that we've seen out of Jason Tatum at times. What has Miami Heat done defensively through this series? And what do we expect from the Heat defensively against Tatum in game seven? Well, I think we have spent a lot of time in this series discussing how physical Boston is, right? They have the defensive player of the year, Marcus Smart, on their roster. Got guys like Al Horford stepping up. So I think we spent a lot of time talking about their defense and and what you have to do to get past their defense. But I think we also forget that you know, Miami has good defenders too. We talked about Bam earlier and his ability to block shots. You know, he gets up and he he stops Jason Tatum at the rim. Um, and I think when you have two teams that are just competitors they want to win this is a huge rivalry series you're going to get the best defensively out of both teams Miami is going to do whatever it takes to win this game today I mean it's all year long nobody has considered them to be you know be here so it's not just a matter of physically you know containing Jason Tatum keeping him making him shoot uncomfortable shots and some of the other guys on the floor too Jalen Brown Al Horford Uh, containing them, making them take those uncomfortable shots, not allowing them to drive to the rim, get through the paint as easily without putting that pressure on them. Um, It's bigger than that. This is about, I think, proving why Miami deserves to be here. And and even in the the pregame press conference this morning, that's a big thing that everyone talked about. I think it was P.J. Tucker this morning who said, look, every single one of you guys, he pointed at everybody in the room, he said, every single one of you guys picked Boston. Enough said. So (laughs) at the end of the day... Sometimes as an athlete, you know, like your your willingness and your hunger to win 
overtakes whatever that obstacle is. And I think that that's what's helped this Miami Heat team be so successful is when you got people talking mess about you all day, at some point that athlete instinct is going to kick in. And I am so excited to see these two teams go back at it today. In about 30 seconds, Haley, you mentioned that they're motivated by the outsiders. Hell, Draymond Green even picked Boston to win the series there. So that goes to show you what the Heat and what they've been dealing with as the underdog role. But about 20 seconds, who wins tonight and why? Gosh, I got to take Miami. Like I said, I, I respect Boston as an opponent, but I just I have seen what happens when people like Draymond Green open their mouth too soon. <laughs> And I have seen what happens when the national media criticizes this team. I think it's going to be a very close fight to the finish, but I think Miami is headed back to the NBA Finals. She is Haley Sutton, NBC6 Miami sports anchor and reporter. Haley, have fun tonight. It'll be a fun game, and we'll all be glued to it. Game 7 tipping off at 8.30 East Coast time. Haley, all the best going forward. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me on. That heat culture, James. I mean, they're being doubted. We just saw a line movement here at the South Point. Boston now up to three. So we're going to probably touch three at BetMGM pretty soon here. We'll discuss that all throughout the show. But next, we go to the Diamond, taking a look at the MLB slate. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. 
When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Discover BetMGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VEASAN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever before with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe here hanging out at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out there in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. James, let's take a look at the MLB card, and let's start with the Colorado Rockies. They're taking on the Washington Nationals later on in less than an hour here in our nation's capital. And the Nats, minus 125 on the money line. Colorado plus 105 with a total of 9.5 with the juice toward the under at minus 120. It's just so hard for me to take the Rockies when they're on the road, especially when they go out to the East Coast. And it happens every year, Femi, for the Rockies. They get off to a good start in April, and then in come May, everything comes back. They go out on these East Coast swings and really get worked. Now, I know with the Nationals, it's not a good team. It's They're 8-18 eight and 18 at home, so it's not like, wow, this is an East Coast. They did split the doubleheader yesterday. I look at the pitching matchup here, and on the National side, you got Josiah Gray, uh, young pitcher here, but he works up. He's a fly ball pitcher. He works up in the zone, and he's allowed 12 home runs in just 46 innings of work. So, guys, he's getting the ball up, and he's not getting past anybody. I thought the ball was dead, but not when he's pitching because it does <laughs> leave the yard when Gray's out there. But you look at the other side with Freeland. Freeland's his splits as far as home and road, and that's going to happen with most of the Rockies pitchers. They're always going to have a better. They're they're going to look better, much better on the road than opposed to when they're playing at home. And and Freeland's no different. He's his ERA. It's just three starts. So he's had he's three starts on the road so far this year, just 1.17 ERA. However, then you look at who did he face, and he was sick on the mound last week when he it was last Tuesday when he pitched against the Pirates and was able to try to gut it out. Couldn't get through five. Was just ill and not feeling well, so they had to pull him out early. Uh, but he's faced the Pirates, the Diamondbacks, and the Phillies, and in particular the Diamondbacks and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Those are the two of the weakest hitting teams in baseball. So maybe those numbers are a little skewered just based on the lineups that he's faced. I 
I guess I can see why the Nationals are slight favorite here with the Rockies being as bad as they are on the road, just 7-14. and 14, But with Gray on the mound, some ball's going to leave the yard here again. It's happened all season to him. Suspect it'll happen again here with the Rockies side, but not a game I'm going to get involved with. Well, let's take a look at the American League East, though, because Boston, their fans are going to be obviously looking at tonight's Game 7 between the Heat and the Celtics. But earlier in the day, in about 45 minutes, the Red Sox hosting the Baltimore Orioles. The Red Sox minus 190 on the money line. The Orioles plus 155. Total coming in at 9.5. This Boston team has been playing much better baseball as of late, James. They've been hitting the baseball, definitely. They've been driving the baseball, a lot of high-scoring runs over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, that eventually that lineup was going to start to tick. And usually the, the pitching's ahead of the hitting early in the season in April. And we know, well, it was really a struggle. It was really hard. Baseball was really hard to handicap this first month of the year just because of the, the shortened spring training. And w- what were guys, what was their timing going to look like in the batter's box for one? And how are these pitchers going to really start utilizing a number of those early starts in April just to start to get their arm in condition for the grind of a, a full six, uh, you know, 162-game Major League season and so now you start to see Boston starting to hit the baseball I think here that's a big price I'm not laying a big number like that with with the Red Sox at home and yeah I I get why the number is sitting where it is but you know Zimmerman's been around and lefties sometimes can have some it's it's just a a tough matchup I, I think here with the Red Sox it's a matter of if I'm willing to lay that, and I'm going to get involved with that. Do I trust? Pavetta has been kind of the same thing. We saw early in the season, young he's having to get him stretched out, really didn't get a lot of innings pitched in April, but has been much better in the month of May. His ERA is just sitting at two and a quarter through the month of May, actually through a complete game against the Astros as well back a two weeks ago. So somebody here, I get why the number is where it is, Femi, but I don't lay a dollar ninety in mm-hmm. baseball with any team here, especially when you're talking Pavetta pitched well lately, but this is, you know, this is not our our top echelon pitcher here in Major League Baseball. I'm not laying almost two dollars to to back him today. Well, let's stay in division here where the first place New York Yankees are taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Right now, the Yankees plus 120 on the road in Tampa. The Rays minus 145. The total, James, six and a half with the juice toward the over at minus 115. Any interest in the over? I know. I looked at that total. When did we ever think a Yankees total, regardless of who they're playing, would be under seven. But you look at the matchup here. I mean, Severino coming back the way that he has, he's really pitched well, especially lately. But he's only allowed three. He's around three runs or less in seven of his eight starts this season. One run or less in half of those starts, four of those starts. So he has gotten back from his injury and pitched very well. The other side here, this is the ace for the Rays now with McClanahan. He's been absolutely dominant, especially in May. His ERA is just a tick over one. 32 strikeouts, just five walks and 25 innings pitched in the month of May. So his arm is clearly stretched out. I get where that number is sitting where it is. Really, it's been a struggle to score. I think that's what has me staying off this game. I lean towards the Rays here, but it's a dollar. That number's going up now. It's a dollar 45 in favor of the Rays. Yeah, you're back in McClanahan here, but you know they've both teams have struggled to score runs in this series, but in particular for the Rays, they've just managed five runs through the first three games. I can't get involved here. If the Atlanta Braves, they're laying heavy juice at home against the Miami Marlins later this afternoon. Game gets underway in about 40-ish minutes or so. Atlanta minus 250 on the money line. The Marlins plus 190. The total sitting at eight juice on the over at minus 120. 
Yeah, I mean, you're back in Max Freed here, but again, this is $252, $2.50. These are big prices. This is like, you know, it's we've just seen such a shift with these with Major League Baseball now where these it's just they just throw these big numbers out there at 250 I think there's a lot of just favorites, money line parlays that go on. I definitely yeah. don't get involved with that when it's Major League Baseball. I do not, I'm not firing. I'm usually looking for some dog money out there, not in this case here with – with the Marlins, I mean, Hernandez pitched well last week with him. Five innings pitched against the Braves, just one earned run in that game. But it's Freed on the other side. He's been, we know he is the ace of that team. He's been terrific. And and he's somebody, seven out of his nine starts, three runs or less. It's going to be a low-scoring game. We see where this number is sitting here. Did not pitch well against Miami last year. First time Freed has pitched against the Marlins this year, but really struggled last year, was just one and two. His ERA was just a tick under seven, so they tagged mm. him pretty good last year. Did Miami, I kind of would lean towards that number, plus the, it's really just betting the price is what it is. It's yeah. not betting the, the team or the matchup, it's betting the price. That's the only way I would go here is I would take that price with the Marlins. But I, I think here with Freed, he's starting to stretch him out here as well. It's going to be a, a low-scoring game, maybe more so towards the total, but I throw my hands up here, Femi, not a game I can play. I was going to say, you mentioned the money line parlay. A lot of people look to parlay those favorites. Could I interest you in a two-team underdog little parlay? Maybe Marlins plus 190 paired up with the Yankees plus 120? Well, I wouldn't bother in a parlay. I mean, we're getting a good number there, plus the 190. I'd really yeah. lean more towards that side with the with the Marlins there at the plus 190. Uh, the, the, the Braves have not been hitting the baseball very well. They lead the major leagues in strikeouts collectively as a team. So they're free swingers. They're getting up and they're swinging that bat and, and not really working counts. I think that's kind of been their detriment so far as why they've struggled early in this season being below 500 like they are. But, that, again, I, I wouldn't bother with the parlay here. I don't know what's uh, that Yankee. And that, I don't know if anybody's going to score in that game for the Yankees. That number <laughs> sitting at six and a half. Um, but I, I think more so that if I'm just going to play that, I'm playing one team. And it's uh, I'm definitely favor the Marlins plus at that big number, plus yeah. 190 as the price as opposed to the Yankees. So yeah, especially if they've touched up uh, Freed in the past. That could be an interesting yeah. spot here for Miami. The Cleveland Guardians are in Detroit taking on the Tigers. The Tigers right now at home, plus 140 over at BetMGM. Cleveland minus 165, the road favorite with a total sitting at eight. Yeah, this number's going up. I looked at it earlier. It was at 160, and I get why that number's there. I may be inclined to lay that number with the guard. I don't want anything to do with the Tigers. This team this team has scored the least amount of runs in baseball. It's just not a, a heavy-hitting team, for one. Uh, they've only scored 123 runs so far this season. Pittsburgh is second to last at 153 runs, so you already got a big stretch there. But the Tigers just can't hit the baseball. You look at this you look at this lineup, and six out of the nine batters in this lineup today are hitting below 200. Cabrera, huh. he is not going to play, and, and Miggy's not going to be in the lineup for the Tigers today. He left last night with some back tightness, so he's got some issues in his swing. He is out. He leads the team with RBI, so this team already struggled to score. Now you don't have Cabrera in there as their leading RBI guy in there. He's out. You got, you've got got a young pitcher that's going to make his second start with Rodriguez. He gave up a grand slam on Monday at Minnesota, and then McKenzie. I think the other thing that's interesting here, Tristan McKenzie, last year you saw him, young pitcher, really struggled with command, lived high up in the zone, kind of was overthrowing he's really worked on keeping the ball pitching more to contact not trying to be the big strikeout pitcher just 12 walks and eight starts this year that was the issue for him last year uh not being able to command and now ramirez is absolutely on fire 48 rbis i'd like mm. the cleveland I, I can see why that number is going there at a dollar 60 dollar 65 it would be the cleveland guardians are nothing for me that's interesting six out of nine of those tigers batters hitting below 
200. Yep. That's that's insane Ugly. to me. But Ugly. I guess that's baseball today when you're swinging for the fences and you're worried about yeah. launch angles and all that stuff, you can get some of those results. On the other side, we start hour two to the NFL. Kyler or Lamar? We discuss it next. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers to analyze and handicappers. 